Losing a loved one is devastating. Dealing with the winding up of the estate and unforeseen delays can further contribute to hardship and frustration. My name is Amanda Fisser, and we are joined today by Angelique Fisser, National Counselor at FISA, the Fiduciary Institute of Southern Africa, to explain to us what are the main reasons for these delays and how to deal with it. There's a perception that deceased estates take a very long time to wind up. Is it just a perception or is it a reality, Angelique? Amanda, unfortunately, this is a reality for most people dealing with deceased estates. And why would that be, given the fact that we are living in a highly advanced technological era? Amanda, I would attribute it to one or more of the three Ps, being planning, or should I rather say poor or no planning, and processes as well as people. Can you give us some context to understand what you mean by these three Ps? Let us start with planning. Contrary to what many people think, each and every person has assets to be dealt with in the event of death. These type of assets and the value of the assets will just be different for each and every person. So effectively, to, to really effectively deal with these assets at death, it is important to understand what type of assets one has and to plan around it. Assets can be made of furniture, motor vehicles, fixed properties, bank accounts, investments, which could be local and offshore, shares in private companies, members' interests in close corporations, life policies, and also retirement funds. So different rules apply to each type of asset at death. And if you do not know what these rules are, how will you be in a position to plan in the event of death to deal with these assets? And a very good example, which I too often have to deal with, is where the remaining member or members of a close corporation need to give consent to transfer the deceased member's interest to the heirs and refuse to do so, which really leads us to go to court to apply for approval. And then also that delays the administration of the estate and is very costly too. Then taxes, of course, is always a big thing when we deal with estate. This triggers the payment of various kinds of taxes that have to be provided for in the estate. Often personal income tax returns are outstanding for years and it takes time to collect all this information and to bring the tax affairs up to date. Then there are capital gains tax. As you know, death is at the deemed disposal for capital gains tax and estate duty. Estate duty is not something that only the wealthy have to worry about anymore because if you own an average value of fixed property, a car, a decent life policy, you can easily be above the threshold of 3.5 million rand, which means that your estate could be liable for estate duty. Another point that also really makes a big difference in estates is when there's maintenance claims. Maintenance claims by spouses, previous spouses and now also life partners and as well as minor children may be lodged against your estate that you may not even be aware of existed at the time. These claims do not only have a severe financial effect on the estate, but they could also delay the finalization of the estate for you for months, even years, if no agreement can be reached by the parties concerned. Liquidity is another big, big, big issue that we have to deal with. No cash or no or not enough cash in the estate to pay claims and administration costs is a huge contributor for delaying the finalization of estates. And a cash shortage should not be confused with insolvency, in which instance the liabilities are more than the value of the assets. If there's not enough cash to pay all the creditors, for instance the home loan, credit cards, overdraft, the heirs cannot take transfer of the assets until the cash shortfall has been paid. It is possible to sell these assets to cover the debt and cost, but it may not be a good time to sell the assets due to the market conditions and it may even result in one's loved ones being forced to move out of a family home to settle a bond, which may not have been what your intentions were at all. Yeah, that is uh, terrible news if that does happen. But what about the second P, Angelique? The second reason for delays 
are due to processes of institutions that executives have to deal with. And here I do not only refer to government institutions such as the master's office, which are often in the news, SARS, the magistrate offices, government printers, which you've also seen in the news lately, but also to institutions such as the financial institutions like the banks, insurance companies, share registers and stock exchange investor services. It is absolutely astonishing how long these institutions take to provide the necessary information and documents to re require to comply with the Administration of Estates Act. In almost every estate that we administer, we have to escalate matters to obtain what we need to proceed with the administration process. It's normally at least 30 days to wait and if there's if you follow up, then it's another 30 days. So it takes extremely long to just get the basic information to compile the statements that we have to draft. Then how do executives deal with all of this? Here the organisations such as the Fiduciary Institute of South Africa plays a critical role to identify and address problems experienced in the industry. Executives who are members of the organisation bring these challenges to the organisation's attention and they, and they are addressed on industry level with the relevant stakeholders. Each council member on FISA's board is responsible to engage with stakeholders to ensure that they are aware of these problems and issues experienced in the industry and what the effect thereof is on the beneficiary and ultimately on the economy because if the funds are held up in the estates it cannot be distributed to the beneficiaries which doesn't only just allow for hardship for the beneficiaries but have got a direct impact on the economy as well especially now with COVID. You also mentioned a third B being people who delay the winding up of an estate. Why is that? Amanda the third P would be people and one could have the perfect plan in place and the process could run smoothly, but a beneficiary who is unhappy about the outcome of events at death can challenge every step of the administration process. An example is a child who inherits less in terms of a parent's last will and testament, who may feel that he or she should have inherited more and then challenges the validity of the will, as he or she would inherit equally if siblings if they would inherit in terms of the law of interstate succession. Sometimes there are just long feuds about sentimental items, such as mom's jewelry or something that dad treasured in and was sentimental about. And these situations can last for quite a while. And then how do the executor deal with this? These are more difficult situations to deal with. Whilst executives have to remain impartial, act professionally, and within the boundaries of the law, they have to act with compassion and be sensitive when dealing with people who have just lost a loved one. Sometimes anger and being difficult, for the want of a better word, um, is their way of dealing with the loss of a loved one. And it is just necessary to work through with your beneficiaries and find solutions to make sure that the estate can get to a point where you can finalise. It's clear that executives then have to deal with much more than just the law. You're absolutely right, Amanda. It is for this reason why I'm not in favour of always appointing family members as the only executive. As you have to deal with many kinds of situations and your executive needs to know the law, has some knowledge of the type of assets that you deal with, understand the processes and have experience to deal with sometimes very, very difficult situations. Otherwise, the estate can take very, very long to take to, to be wound up. Angelique, then where do you find executives that meet all these requirements? PISA has got a growing number of FPSAs who represent with a very high standard and should be able to deal with these kind of situations. Thank you, Angelique. That was Angelique Fisser, National Counselor at the Fiduciary Institute of Southern Africa.